All right. So, um, yeah, so this is the third and last talk. And in this talk, what, uh, what I want to focus on is kind of some strategies uh, for uh, putting up safeguards and guardrails for how we should use technology. So I talked early on, you know, the, first, the first time I was up here, we talked a little bit about how do we engage these things? What kind of a framework do we, uh, do we approach technology with? And, and, and Garrett shared about some of the dangers Right, so there and there are some very real dangers. Um, so many, we just don't have time to cover them all. But there are dangers, and so what do we do about that? Um, and so tonight, um, in, in our time remaining, what I'd like to talk to to you about about some ways that we can be safe uh, to some extent. And so the way that we're going to do this, I'm going to start at the center and and work our way out. What I mean by that is I'm going to talk about. Um, that which is probably uh, the most important topic to talk about, and that's, that's our own hearts, right? And so, um, and then, then we'll talk about things that we can put in place on the devices that we have um, and kind of move outward from there and give you some, some practical things. Just a real quick upfront, um, again, that, uh, that QR code on the sheet that was on the table. It's got links to a lot of the tools I'm going to talk about. Um, so if you want to find out more about that, you want to find out more about how do I set up parental controls on an iPhone? Or um, I just got my kid a Kindle Fire. Like, what do I do with that? Um, or, you know, uh, I got a question about setting up a pie hole. Like, if you don't know what a pie hole is, that's okay. Um, but uh, there's some really advanced things that you can do um, to, to keep your, your family safe. A pie hole is a great idea. Um, and for the nerds among us, I'm happy to chat more about pie holes later. Did I say that enough? Pie hole? All right. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about that. So what I want to start with first is, you know, your own heart. So there's a lot of things that you can do on the devices that you own. There's a lot of tools that you can implement. But even if you were to implement every single thing you can think of, you can't put a technical control on your own heart. So if you were to quarantine yourself, like on a deserted island somewhere, there's like zero tech. It's just you, the sand, and nothing else. You cannot run from your own heart and its own sinful desires. And so the first safeguard that I want to talk about is establishing open and honest and transparent communication and accountability. There is zero replacement for that. And so um, I just want to read 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us this. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So one of the things I want to point out there is that Paul is saying that the temptation that you face is not unique to you. Right? You're not alone in being tempted in whatever it is that tempts you. Right? What you are tempted by is that which is common to mankind. And so what I want to encourage the so students in the room, I want to encourage you to talk to your parents. I said, we heard this, Garrett mentioned this, 
I swear we didn't share notes. Well, that's not true. I did send you my notes. Um, talk to your parents. Open those lines of communication. Um, believe it or not, your parents love you. Um, they want to see you do well. And they want to hear what's going on in your life and what you're tempted by. And, and I want to encourage uh, the parents here. Um, if, you're, if your son or daughter is tempted toward pornography or addiction to games or, or, or maybe like, like Garrett mentioned, they've, they've actually answered some kind of... It's amazing. Hallelujah. Super bright though. Um, so maybe, maybe your son or daughter has, has answered one of those uh, those messages from some predator out there and they come to you and they tell you this. I, I want you to understand just how blessed you are to hear that from your son or daughter. Okay? Like if, if they're going to come tell you these things, you need to understand that they could be very fearful of how you're going to respond. Or they may be ashamed. They may be embarrassed. But if they've come to you, you have an opportunity to respond to them in the very same way that God has responded to you in, in forgiving you and in, in reconciling you to himself through Christ. Right? So as Garrett mentioned, we have this opportunity to display the love of God to our kids. Right? So it is, it is extremely important that we respond well to this. Yes, there could be consequences, um, but it's, it's important that we also um, respond to our kids in a way that helps communicate that we understand what it's like to be a sinner, that we understand what it's like to be tempted, right? That temptation is common to man. We also are tempted in the same ways. And so I would encourage you, students, talk to your parents, have these conversations, have them regularly. Have a trusted friend. I would encourage you to find a godly friend. Ungodly friends are not going to care about helping you if you are in sin. They will encourage you to go after it all the more. And parents, the more confession is met with a godly response, the more readily it will flow freely. So I want to encourage you in that. That's... If, if you take nothing else from this talk, take that. Um, the next thing is I, I want to talk about is just ways that we can actually put controls on some of the devices that we have in our life. Um, I served in, in the Air Force for a number of years, and I heard a, a, an Air Force captain once use the phrase belt and suspenders. Um, and ever since I heard that phrase, I've kind of made it my own, belt and suspenders. And really what he was talking about is, um, yes, there are things that you should do, um, but it doesn't hurt to do something else to, to double up on that, to, to be extra safe, to, to take care of whatever that situation is. Um, so yes, we should absolutely begin our safeguards at the heart level, but just because we have that open line of communication doesn't mean, like Garrett said, that we should just, just throw technology out there and just see what happens. Like, let's just see, let's just see what our kids do with it. That's, that's unwise. Kids, students, that is super unwise. That will get you into all kinds of trouble. Um, and so there are a number of, of things 
um, that we can uh, that we can put in place. As we do that, I just want you to know. So, in, in my career of um, tracking hackers, finding advanced threats, um, threatening our our nations, militaries, and so on and so forth. One of the things that that I have discovered is that no matter what you put in place, somebody, somewhere, will find a way around it. Somebody, somewhere, will find a way around it. That is why I still have a job, okay? Because if we just stopped them all, well, then I'd have to go figure something else out. Um, But that's not the case. Somebody will find it out. And so students, I just want to encourage you. If your parents put something in place to stop you from getting to something you ought not go to and you figure out a way to get around it, tell your parents. I know that sounds really weird. Like, why would I do that? Satan wants you to not say a word so that you can hang on to that. So you can go back and you can feed that desire whenever you want to. What you don't recognize is that sin is not like a cuddly bunny that will do you no harm. No It is like a raging lion that will tear you to shreds. Don't hang on to that. Let your parents know and figure that out together, okay? There's a couple of things that I want to talk about. Um, Content filters. So there's a lot of good options out there. Um, Covenant Eyes is probably the one that you're going to hear recommended the most. Um, It's a company that's um, built around um, supporting Christians and fighting pornography and, and other things out there. Um, It is also an accountability software. Um, It can block things uh, depending on the device that you're using it on. I'm happy to get into the weeds on that, uh, a one-on-one if you want to talk about that. Um, But it also does um, uh, accountability stuff. And recently, um, Covenant Eyes released a plugin for the Safari browser on iOS so that it takes screenshots of everything that you do. Um, So it will screenshot everything in the main browser. It'll screenshot everything in its browser. It'll also implement blocks uh, in its own browser. Um, It's a great tool. All these tools I'm going to talk to you about probably have a fee associated with it. Um, My advice to you is build that into your budget. Right? It is so worth it. Okay? Covenant Eyes. Um, You can use that. it's a good good option. Circle is another one. Uh, some of you may have heard of Circle. Maybe you use that. Um, Circle is a, a device that you can plug into your router at home, uh, but they also have an application, an app that you can put on your devices that serves the same kind of purpose that Covenant Eyes does. It'll, it'll um, provide some blocking based on categorization and stuff. Uh, Garrett mentioned Bark. Uh, so Bark is an application that you connect a lot of your services to, accounts, your email, social media, whatever that might be, um, and a lot of those communications flow through there, and they provide a report on, on what's going on. Um, so parents, that's a, that's a good option if, you're, if your student has a number of different services that they're allowed to access, um, and it will give you a report on those kinds of things. Um, it'll, it'll report on things that look suspicious, like pictures, like if you're, if you're sending things iOS, uh, the Apple ecosystem, also has a parental control setting that looks for images um, that match a, um, they have an image recognition algorithm that runs on the device that will identify if and when a photo looks like something that could be considered um, child sexual assault material. 
Um, so pornography, if, you're, if your kids are taking photos, if somebody's sending photos to your kids, it'll identify that kind of stuff. So that's something you can take a look at as well. Um, OpenDNS is a service that you can use. Most commonly, they, you see that installed um, or configured in home routers. Um, so uh, I'm going to get nerdy on you for just a second. DNS is the domain name service. Um, so when you go to visit google.com, your computer has no idea how to get to google.com. But google.com is a server somewhere that's got a numerical address, kind of like a phone number. How many of you guys know the phone numbers, the actual phone numbers of your friends? Be honest. You know their phone number. Right. Maybe a few of you. You guys are awesome. Like, how do you keep that information in your head? So I have a phone book or a contact list on my phone. So when I need to call... That's not fair. I do know my wife's phone number. But if I need to call her, I just, I say, call Krista. And the phone book, the contact thing, translates Krista to a phone number. Domain name service is the same thing. It translates a domain name to a bunch of numbers that computers know how to, how to communicate with. Well, so OpenDNS works in a way that basically, if you ask for, I don't know, a really bad website that I shouldn't go to.com, that's a terrible name because it's really long, but let's say that's the place you're trying to go to. Well, OpenDNS will say, well, that's in a category that you can't view, and so I'm going to send you to this block page instead. Um, you can set that up on your devices. There's applications for that. There's um, configurations that you can set up. Um, Piehole. I'm going to talk about Piehole for a second. How many, how many guys know what a Raspberry Pi is? Show your hands. Raspberry Pi, tiny little computer. But you can install this software on there that serves as your own private DNS server on your own Wi-Fi network or your home network, and it answers all those requests to like Google.com or a really bad website I shouldn't go to.com, whatever. Um, and it will do whatever it needs to do, and it sends you into a hole, right? So you don't actually get to go to these places. It redirects where you need to go. It's, it's an acceptable thing as well. Um, but those are some content filters and things that you can... Um, that you can implement. Parental controls. Most every device out there now has parental controls, whether that's Amazon devices, Apple devices, um, Android, Windows PCs, Macs, you name it. There are, there are all kinds of parental controls. The thing that I would tell the, the parents in the room about parental controls is you have to learn how to use it. All right, so... I told Garrett, he made the kids mad because he said you shouldn't have phones, you shouldn't have any kind of social media. Well, I'm probably going to make the parents mad too. So, parents, I love you. But if you are not willing to learn about these different services and devices and things that you're allowing into your home, you probably should not allow them into your home. Okay, a lot of this is, is challenging at times. I understand that. I'm an IT professional. Most people think that because I'm an IT professional, I can literally fix every single IT problem out there. That is not true. I just want to repeat that. That is not true. So DRBC folk, I just want you to know I love you. I can't fix everything. Um, but if you're going to bring these things in your home, if you're going to hand these things to your kids, you need to know how to operate them. Read the manuals. Go online. Ask the question. Ask Google. Hey, Google, how do I set up parental controls on an iPhone? And it will likely take you to an Apple document online. Read through that. If you are still confused, I'm willing to help, I promise. Um, you can reach out to me or reach out to someone else who is familiar with these kinds of technologies. But I want to encourage you to learn how to implement these things. 
So that's, that's what I'll say on the devices. At home, there are some things that you can do beyond just putting things on the devices. Um, so you can do Wi-Fi-based content filtering. Um, there are a number of Wi-Fi systems out there that have services as an add-on you can pay a subscription for to implement um, parental controls and content filters. Uh, one example is the Eero mesh Wi-Fi system. Um, not only does it put Wi-Fi routers all over your house and give you amazing signal, uh, but if you pay for it, um, you can get their content filtering. And what that does is as different devices are joined to your network, you can add them to different profiles and you can configure content filtering for those, those devices. So for example, if you've got Internet of Things stuff in your house, you can add them to a group and apply a policy there. If you've got kids that come over to your house to play Minecraft with your kids, you can put all of those into one group and tell them they get nothing, right? You can totally do that. That's not what I do. Um, but that's possible, so you can do that. Um, another example is Circle. Circle operates very similarly. It's a little device that plugs into your Wi-Fi network, acts as your main Wi-Fi, and does this, the, uh, the filtering there as well. Anybody in the room use Circle? All right, there you go. Man, there you go. Um, you guys probably know more about it than I do. I'm just, I'm, I'm pimping it. You guys, I, I say it's, it's good. If you want to talk, Garrett can answer all your questions about Circle. He raised his hand. He, he set it up for me. So, did I? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, you came over. No, you came over and fixed the router thing. Then Robin. Then Robin, there you go. Okay. I thought I was losing my mind. That's probably true, but anyhow. All right, um, so Circle is one thing you can do. Um, that's a one-time purchase. You don't have to pay a regular ongoing fee for Circle. You just buy the device, plug it in, it does its thing. It's amazing. Um, DNS-based filtering, I talked about that. Um, so you can do the, the Raspberry Pi thing, the Pi hole, or you can set up OpenDNS on your Wi-Fi router to do all of these things. Um, video content filtering. How many of you, show of hands, like watching movies? There's like one person in the room. Everybody likes watching movies. Um, there's a couple different services out there that I've used, uh, that, I, that we currently use. Clearplay is one. Um, so Clearplay is a good service um, to use. It works with a number of different streaming services. Clearplay is great. Um, Clearplay is not always as fun to use. Uh, VidAngel can be really fun to use because it's an app that can, you can put on your streaming box or whatever. Downside with VidAngel is it doesn't work with anything Disney. Um, so if you have you know, Disney things you want to watch, it doesn't work with that. Um, but we found it to be, um, both services to be very helpful in filtering out some content. Um, you can get the gist of a movie without having to hear all of the nonsense or even see all the nonsense. And just as we talked about in the beginning, we want to be careful about what we're consuming. Um, other things that you can do at home, you can take a break. You can put things away sometimes. Um, step away from technology for a time and um, it's, it's, it's really difficult to make an idol out of something that you regularly put in its proper place. Okay? Um, be, be sure to, to take, take a break. Read a book with paper. I wrote that down, so that's, that's where that came from. Jackie, thank you. Um, and go for a walk, read your Bible, pray, talk with a friend. Take a break from technology. It's, it's helpful. Um, and the last thing uh, that I want to mention by way of safeguards uh, is this. There may come a time where you, you get to a point where you just realize, I, I actually can't have this piece of technology. Right? It, it leads me into sin all the time. 
And, and it might be better for you to just not use it at all. Matthew 5, 29 through 30, is Jesus talking. He says, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. There's this temptation to think that the technology in our lives is something that we actually need, like we, like we actually have to have it. That's a lie. We don't need it. Um, I didn't see a smartphone until I was in my 30s. Um, I was actually okay before that, believe it or not. Um, but there are a lot of things that, that we think we need that, that maybe lead us into sin. And there may come a time where we just have to say, you know what, I don't need this. I know plenty of people who, who rock a dumb phone, a little flip phone, right? Because for them, they're like, look, it, I, don't, I don't need this kind of temptation in my life. I just need to get rid of it. And so there may come a time where that's true. Um, so consider that. Don't, don't rule that out. Um, so this isn't every safeguard that we could potentially implement, obviously. And, we, and we're going to have some time for Q&A here in just a minute. But I hope this is just a, a handful of tools that, that you can use. And again, I ran through a lot of this stuff really quickly, especially some of the more technical things. Um, I'm happy to hang out a little bit later if anybody wants to talk about that. DRBC folks, if you want to, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to talk more about that with you. Uh, again, that resource sheet that's linked off that QR code, all of these things that I talked about are linked there, and you can go follow those links and, and read more about those. And if you have any questions about setting that stuff up, I'm happy to help. But uh, um, I'm going to pray, and then we can take a few questions. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you again just for the opportunity to, uh, to go to your word and, and really consider how best to interact with technology. Lord, we pray that, uh, that you would give us wisdom. Lord, we need that. Your word tells us if we lack wisdom, we should ask it of you, and you will give it to us liberally without finding fault. So, Father, we ask that you would give us wisdom. Help us to engage well for the good of our own souls, for your glory. And, Father, that we might love one another well um, and flee from temptation. Lord, we need your help in that. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. We have time for probably two questions. Um, And then, yeah, what do we got? So glad you said that. Yeah. So uh, Jill asks, um, she wants me to explain about Swiss cheese. So I'm going to explain about Swiss cheese. Um, uh, at, at one assignment that I was at, we talked about defense in depth. Okay, so we're talking about the adversary trying to attack us. How do we, how do we defend? And all of the defense mechanisms that we had at the time not no one thing satisfied all the requirements right so it was kind of like the way he described it it was like a slice of swiss cheese and the more slices of swiss cheese that you layer on top of one another the fewer holes you have and eventually you just have you have a brick of cheese right you don't have any holes and so um One of the things that I I will communicate to you about these safeguards is there's no such thing as a silver bullet. There's no one thing that you can, well, that's not true. There is one thing you can do. You can get rid of it all, trash it all, throw it in the trash, 
cut the internet line, you're done, right? Go run away to the mountains where there's no cell towers. You could totally do that. But in the absence of an option like that, what you got to do is consider how, how you're going to layer these things on. Um, so, for example, if you put some kind of protective measure, some kind of safeguard on your Wi-Fi router, what happens when you're not at home? Like, where is that? Right? So maybe you put something on the device and on your Wi-Fi router, right? So you got to kind of layer it up. And so, um, very good question. Thank you, Jill. That answer that? Okay, great. Just, yeah, just off the top of my head, I can think of five things that we have going on in our house that mm -hmm. help us. So it's not just any one thing. Good question. Yes, ma'am. That's, that's a really good question. So the question, in case, in case you didn't hear, is for, for students who, you know, most of their peers are connecting through smartphones and apps and texting and all that kind of stuff. Um, if they don't have that, if you don't have that capability, how, like, what advice would I give to someone who's in that, that situation um, who they're unable to connect in those, those ways that, that the rest of the kids are? Is that fair? Yeah. Um, first, I would say I, I sympathize with that. That's, that's a tough situation to be in, right? Um, when everybody else is doing it and you can't participate, it can be really easy to feel like you're on the outside or that you're being left behind or that you're not, you're not getting the same experience that, that all the other kids are or you're not able to participate in the things that they are in the same way at least. Um, I don't have a perfect answer for that, but um, I think it would be a really good conversation <laughs> for you to have with your parents um, about. Um, no, honestly, like students, like really talk to your parents about that and then maybe talk to your friends too about ways that you can communicate with them. I, look, I get that's weird and that's, that's hard. Like, hey, can you talk to me in another way that, you know, like, hey, can we actually talk face-to-face -face maybe? Like um, people, you know, people may not uh, respond well to that. Um, but yeah, I, th I think, um, yeah, maybe just talking with, with your folks about what are some ways that you can engage and is that even a wise thing? So that may be the way that everybody's communicating and getting involved in stuff. Um, what else is coming along with that? And is it, is it worth it? Uh, Krista used to, used to ask me all the time, she would say, Josh, how much poo do you want in your brownie? How much poo are you okay in your brownie? In other words, like, if it's just a trace, are you okay with that? So are you okay accepting what might come as a consequence in order to have this thing? Is it, is it worth it? And I think those are some, that'd be a good conversation for you to have with, with your folks. I'd encourage every, every student in here, if that's where you're at, talk to your folks about that. Um, I can't promise, I can't promise that it's going to be an easy conversation to have, but I would just encourage you to, to, to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's great. Uh, good advice there. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Only other thought I would have on that one would be um, pray that God would give you good friends who are going to be friends beyond 
ability to connect through everything that everybody else is doing. Because those are the kind of friends that are going to be the most meaningful friends. If you have a friend who's really a friend, they're not going to care if you can text them or not. Be like, hey, find a way, send me a pigeon. I don't care. I hope to hear from you. Whatever. I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, you're going to pray that God would give you those kinds of good friends. Amen. I also think, you know, well, just in conclusion, I'll give three things. So you'll hit on that again. So, number one, I just hope everybody heard, even from this last talk, how much work you have to do to not sin. Like, that's one of the things I'm constantly aware of with trying to protect our house is how much the world is designed to make sinning easy, accessible, and what is normal. The world is a river flowing to hell. To follow Christ is to go against the flow, and you have to intentionally engage. If you are not intentionally engaging, you will become worldly. It's just what happens. It's, it's, the, it's a current, and it moves that way. You have to fight against it. So, um, a word to, to parents. I do think it, uh, one temptation parents could have here could just be like, I feel like the biggest loser parent ever uh, and feel a lot of guilt. Um, encourage you to not you know, feel guilty. If you're convicted about something, receive that. Let's make some steps. Encourage you to be wise about implementing stuff. I mean, the answer is not go home with a sledgehammer and break every single device that's in your house and be like, we're starting over. Like, that's not... Take a deep breath, pray a little bit, come up with a plan, and then let's, let's engage. Don't just come in hot. Um, let's engage. And I think you should come humbly. Say, listen, done a lot of thinking, praying, heard the, you know, I think we need to re-engage. Let's open this conversation and come in with, you know, let, let's talk about it. So for instance, even let's take that, that question about, okay, so all my friends are, are texting. What do I do? Well, there are other options. You may not like them, but let's say, is there... Well, what about a flip phone that can text that, um, yeah, let, let's do that. Are you willing, do you want to text bad enough? Do you got a flip phone? And let's talk about maybe doing that. Or there are um, gab phones that you can't access the internet, that you can have a certain number of people that you can text or whatever it may be. That may be an option. So parents, I, I think it's, there's ways to be flexible. And I think the older your children get, the more you need to learn to be flexible. If it's just the all or nothing and then you leave the house, you know, what's that show with the, uh, the Amish gone wild? Nearest and don't oh watch it. But there's a show with people who are Amish. Don't. Content filters yeah, required. Yeah, sorry. You can't, I, can't, I can't get that show anymore in my house. But growing up, I used to watch this when I, my parents didn't. Anyway, so it's these people who are under all of these rules, and then they get free to go do whatever they want, and it does not end well. I think there's a way that, that people who are in our kind of brand of Christianity who really want to like, like love, the, love the Lord, love our kids, and kind of like put the rules on, I think there's ways that you can do that that can cultivate some of that rebellion that, that comes out later. So I think I want to encourage you to be wise with your children, especially as they get older, having conversation and you may still say no to some things, and you should, well, you should still say no to things, but be flexible. So there may be phones like that. Uh, listen, I mean, one of my children who has friends who have phones and they do not have a phone, um, they give them my number, and they want to start texting, they'll be like, hey, it's Haddon there. And I'll give them, I'll be like, yeah, 
Sorry, I'm trying not to. Anyway, it's Ed. So anyway, Ed doesn't have a phone. Uh, he's probably not giving one for a while. Um, but I'll, some of his friends, his basketball team has a chat, and I'm on that stinking thing. But I, I love him, so I'll mute that chat, and then I'll, you know, I'll check it every once in a while. I'll be like, hey, Ed, somebody's looking for you. And I'll just let him have the phone for a little bit, and he can talk to his buddies, and that's okay. Do you pretend to be him sometimes? I will. <laughs> They have happened before. <laughs> um, anyway, so, but I think parents, I just want to, so be, be thoughtful, flexible, intentional. Now students, hear this. Your parents have a responsibility before God. They will give an account for what happens to you while you're under their roof. Their, their, their roof. So if they're paying for your underwear and your food, and your stuff, and you're in their home, honor your mother and father, that it may go well with you, and may live long on the earth. It's the first commandment with a promise. You have two commandments from God. Honor your parents and obey them. It's pleasing to the Lord. I know when you're young, it's really easy to think that, like, get off me, I'm becoming my own person. I just encourage you to be careful that that, that's not, that posture is not from the Lord. And it's a really dangerous one to cultivate. Your parents don't know everything. But they do love you, however imperfectly it may be. So listen and talk and receive. And, and the, Lord, the Lord will give you everything you need. It will be your sufficiency. So don't, don't buck up against your parents, please.